This is the Matt Report, the voice of WordPress entrepreneurship. If you're running a WordPress freelance business selling themes, plugins, or client services, this is the place for you. Learn more at mattreport.com and subscribe at mattreport.com slash subscribe. And now, on to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Matt Report. Today's guest, Dan Fagella, uh, is a high impact, uh, not just because uh, of the sport uh, that he used to be in, um, but just uh, in his approach to marketing and business, uh, high energy uh, guy who's here to talk to us about how he uses WordPress in his day to day to get his, to get his businesses running the way he, the way he does, right? I mean, he's got probably 40 sites running, uh, making some good, uh, recurring revenue across the entire network of sites. Uh, and he's going to talk about, you know, what it's like to be that end user who loves WordPress because it, it empowers him to run a business, but he's not a designer or a developer. So it's definitely some good insight, right? We're actually going to talk about, you know, if you're a freelancer out there, how, or or an agency, a smaller agency. How can you work with people like Dan, uh, who are who are doing well into the five figures of monthly recurring revenue uh, on, across his WordPress sites to keep him uh, in tip top shape? You know, plugins, patches, security, stuff like that. Scaling, building out other uh, pages. Um, how can you uh, service a client like Dan? You're gonna have some ideas, and he's even inv- inviting you to email him at the end uh, to connect. Uh, so if you're looking for an opportunity, there you go. Make sure you tell him I sent you. Other things around the Matt Report uh, podcast, as always, I'm loving the five-star reviews that people leave me. If you love the show, it really helps. Uh, if you do drop me a five-star review over on iTunes, uh, it really helps me get found uh, and find uh, other people who are interested in learning about running their WordPress business a little bit better. So please do that. Uh, and thank you for those who who have. I'm also on Stitcher and SoundCloud. Uh, any SoundCloud cloud peeps out there, shoot me an email. Let me know if you listen to us, uh, mattreportblog at gmail.com. And feel free to shoot me an email if there's anything else you want me to do that's a little bit better uh, or a little bit different. Uh, One of the things I am going to be changing up soon, uh, soon soon-ish, I hope, uh, is making shows a lot more focused uh, and and a lot quicker, right? So 30 to 40 minutes max instead of, uh, you know, the general 45 to maybe sometimes over an hour, depending on the discussion. Um, A lot of folks said that they needed a little bit shorter uh, to consume it all, and I am all ears and uh, happy to do that if uh, that's what the if that's what the audience wants. Um, How can you support the show? Well, you tell folks to go over to mattreport.com, number one, and tune in for any of the WordPress entrepreneurship business stuff, uh, mattreport.com slash subscribe and to keeping the show ad free and giving you some value uh, mattreport.com slash join become a pro member it's like support for your wordpress business right so you have questions on pricing and how to find uh, the right lifestyle uh, with your wordpress business or the right client you join you get access to the forum you ask folks just like you and i who are listening to this uh, and they'll give you the answer i'll give you the answer we have monthly uh, mastermind calls i have special content that goes there it's really good time and i really do appreciate everybody who uh, can uh, participate there uh, and make the donation. So thanks a lot. Uh, and hey, without further ado, let's talk to Dan. Hello, everyone. Welcome back uh, to the Matt Report Podcast, the number one WordPress entrepreneur uh, business podcast in the world. Uh, today, joined by Daniel Fagella. Daniel, welcome. Hey, Matt. Great to be here. CEO, founder, godly creator of clvboost.com and about one billion other WordPress sites on the web. Well, tell tell folks who are you? What do you do? Yeah, man. So um, 
I'm, I'm a, I guess you could say I'm a WordPress guy. Really, I just think of myself as an entrepreneur, and WordPress was a conduit to what I needed to do, right? So I didn't really pick WordPress. The game chose me, Matt. That's what happened. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so I, I used to run a physical martial arts academy and uh, had to build a website from WordPress, sort of hacking one together. Didn't have you know five grand to build something fancy, and then turned into an internet marketer. Started building continuity programs in the martial arts space. Still running that business. Had to build a lot of landing pages, a lot of squeeze pages. As a non-technical guy, WordPress was the tool I used for a lot of that. And then um, now we end up doing a lot of consulting with folks that run online businesses. And uh, we work in kind of the continuity revenue space or people that want to go from email opt-in to, um, uh, to phone call. And we basically work on marketing automation, email marketing. And the whole website we have built for that is on WordPress again. So right now I'm, I'm in the consulting in the IM world. And I guess you could call me an entrepreneur. Nice. That's an awesome introduction. Uh, one thing I want to touch upon real quick that I see a lot of value in and maybe you can speak to it real quick is your sort of uh, upbringing or, or uh, walk of life through Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and how that's prepared you for the business world, right? Yeah. Um, I always look at it as, you know, you are you're faced with something uh, that you need to conquer. Um, and that fundamental of being able to compete at that level sort of helps you with that in business and life. Um, and we've had other folks on the show, um, like Dre Armada, uh, the, the former CEO of Securi Internet uh, Security Systems. Uh, it competes all the time, right? And he's always, you know, posting folk, posting pictures of competing at uh, tournaments and things like that. But from your point of view, how important is that foundation? Yeah, you're talking about martial arts and sort of the mentality they're in and everything else. You know, I, I think I think it certainly is important, Matt. Um, you know, I, I think it's very easy to be biased as martial artists. Maybe and be like, man, we're so tough and strong. Uh, so you know, although I, I do credit jujitsu with really being one of the first activities I fully devoted my my um, engaged awareness to as a youth. Uh, I, I think ultimately. Um, really, any activity can be a conduit to cultivating that within yourself. But I think martial arts is a great tool to really see what you're capable of. And when you know what really pushing yourself is like, and when you know what it's like to get, you know, choked unconscious or you know, punched in the face, um, a lot of other things become a little bit less of a big deal, like waking up early or drinking a lot of coffee or <laughs> other other things like that. So, um, so it's a little bit of a perspective thing. Another good. So, really, I credit sort of the mentality and, and hard workedness to certainly martial arts, but also reading a lot of Plutarch. I don't know if people are familiar with who Plutarch is, a uh, biographer back in the day, uh, famous Greeks and Romans, kind of real struggle, real hardship, takes you out of your perspective of kind of the soft whiteness and often in which we are immersed, and uh, martial arts helps with that too. So both of those things really were good conduits to imbuing some good work ethic, I think. Yeah, absolutely, and I think a lot of, especially the the new freelancers who are just coming into the scene of things and maybe just finally quitting their job or this is what they're doing after they sort of quote unquote graduate, yeah. and they think it's going to be all you know rainbows and sunshines, working out of Starbucks, and it's just so easy to make these this living, um, you know, and then they start to to complain about you know, gee, I got to talk to somebody, I got to actually go to an office, you know, that kind of thing. I got to sell somebody something. Yeah, I got to sell exactly. Jeez. Oh, I got to um, get a credit card out for crying out yeah, loud. I know. Um, so let's talk about your various properties and sort of yeah. what you're doing uh, with them. Uh, and I'm interested from the angle of the sort of WordPress user, right? How did you how did you build your first WordPress site, not being the techie uh, guy? Um, and what does it look like today, from from where it was in the beginning to where it is today? Totally. And, and Matt, you know, to to be frank. I think I'm probably, and maybe this is a bad thing, I think I'm the classic, you know, need end result 
force and result guy uh, with WordPress is a great example. So our martial arts websites or the physical gym, you know, really the way I got to WordPress was, you know, I was told that it was easier than other platforms to learn. It wasn't exactly the easiest thing in the universe, but it was, it was, you know, I could, I figured out how to cobble something together. Um, and, uh, and initially... Was that a lot of YouTubing and sleepless nights sort of just patching? Yeah, it was a bunch of that. It was a bunch of YouTube and, and coffee, really. And then, uh, you know, and, and also optimized press. I'm sure you're familiar, um, mm -hmm. kind of an internet marketer style. So I came up with IM folks. I've always paid a lot for coaching since I was 23. I think I've, you know, I've always been paying four figures a month to, to somebody or some group of people um, for learning. And a lot of those folks early on were, were IM guys. And that kind of took me into the email marketing consulting world I'm in today. But, um, you know, so they were like, oh, man, optimize press. You know, it's easy. You put up a squeeze page and blah, blah. So initially it was just making squeezes and sales and optimize press. Um, and then as, as I needed more complex properties, I ended up having to hire folks that could, you know, build something that was a little bit more elaborate and that was its own sort of a struggle. But I came to WordPress because the mentor said so. All you need is a squeeze and a sales and for a long time, for years, all my properties, it was either, when you landed on it, it was either a squeeze page or it was a sales page and that was it. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, we got to five figures a month doing that, you know, actually not all that, not all that bad. And then, you know, we eventually had to graduate and build more complex stuff. But it was initially like, pal, you need squeezes and sales, and optimize the easiest way to do it. Oh, geez, YouTube, YouTube, coffee, coffee, <laughs> ah! Yeah, that's that's sort of what it looked like. That's awesome. Um, hey, you know what's not four figures a month for coaching and training? If you go to mattreport.com/slash/join, sign up, uh, become part yeah. of the membership uh, of the Matt Report Pro community uh, for only a few bucks a month. Uh, you can not only support the show but learn from other WordPress entrepreneurs uh, like us. So thanks for that perfect segue, if only I have Daniel. That, Matt. When I was, when I <laughs> totally not scripted. If only you were around. Where were you, Matt? Come on, man. Um, Back then. So, uh, so yeah. So it was a lot of kind of you know just YouTubey stuff. Um, sure. And you weren't around, so. At what point did, uh, you know, I want to take a step back, and sure. it all sounds so easy, and a lot of folks out there, the the real hardcore WordPress developer is looking at you, or they're running right now, falling off the treadmill, saying, no, 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 you're installing way too many plugins. You're going way yeah. too fast at this. Well, you're, you, you probably had 150 plugins on your site, um, and they're saying, get a developer to do it right. Um, you know, what was it like when you, have you started to reach out and build a team? Um, what's it look like now in that regard? Or are you just getting much better with your skill and doing things on your own? I mean, a, a lot of it, Matt, I mean, one thing that we really struggle with, and I still don't have a great answer, to be frank with you. And maybe there's somebody out there, you know, the average, I know there's a lot of people, especially in people that have a lot of web properties like we did, where security is just such a massive concern, right? You know, WordPress is so hackable and, you have a certain number of sites, and unless every plugin, I, I mean, you know, every plugin and every site, I mean, unless I'm mistaken, Matt, you understand WordPress better than me, but I think I've had this explained to me on a number of occasions. Every plugin, every site, at all times, always updated, it has to be a human doing it, can't get a machine. Um, I don't have a 24-7, you know, even in, you know, I, I don't have that guy. So we had to move to DreamHost and Firehost and all these other places. So putting together a team initially was sort of trying to fix a lot of these hodgepodge uh, issues and concerns that we had around security, which ended up just being, you know, biting ourselves in the tail over and over and over uh, until we realized, like, wow, we just need super fancy, expensive hosting. Maybe there's a better, yeah, maybe there's, like, one magic WordPress plugin I just never used, right? Mm -hmm. But, you know, keeping everything on Bluehost, 
crash, 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 over and over. So, you know, it was a lot of expensive hosting and, and migrating sites and that whole procedure and process. So initially it was hiring people for that until we realized we really couldn't bring them on for that. And otherwise, what I paid for in terms of WordPress developers and maybe some of the folks that are tuned into the Matt report is the construction of slightly fancier sort of themes and formats. So something you can't do in optimized press that I kind of wanted to model off of X site or Y site, that's really what I've um, what I've brought folks on for is that more funky stuff. Because the little knick-knack, a lot of the time the knick-knack uh, security things, it was band-aidage that really never cut the mustard for us. And so normally it's big projects that I hire for and otherwise we just say figure it out, figure it out, and uh, we do it in-house. Mm. Sloppy, but... Uh, one of the uh, things that, if you probably follow Pat Flynn of Smart Passive Income, sure. he had uh, one of his, I think, it, I don't forget how long ago it was now, maybe six months to a year ago, but he, same thing, where he was sort of building this stuff out, uh, obviously doing really well uh, and making uh, some I mean, you know. good chunk of change online. Um, and then his site was hacked and it went down and it was down for like two weeks or uh, something to that effect. And he that. lost upwards of like $20,000 in revenue. Um, yeah. At what point do you turn and say, you know what, I I, I should put this plan in place, um, and maybe it's just one of those things where it hasn't happened to you yet, so you haven't really been convinced. Um, yeah. But a any thoughts to sort of that side of the game? Like, if you're doing X amount of revenue, what are you doing to protect yourself now besides a better host? Are you using things like Security? Are you using a backup service? What plugins or or methods do you have in place for that for that yeah. disaster recovery? Not not all that well, Matt. To be frank with you, um, you know, with Firehost, I from what I know, hopefully is going to cut the mustard for us for a little bit. But you know, one thing I never got, and again, shucks, these are the people that tune into your show, right? So maybe they're the guys that could be like, "Hey, Dan, you're a dummy. Here's what you need to do." Um, you know, there's so many plugins, it's it's borderline ridiculous. But you know, what is the regimen? So I got you know 40 sites. Um, you know, how many securities do I put on what sites, and then and then. Who goes into it, and then when, there's 80 notifications in Stakuri or whatever. So, you know, um, do we pay attention to the bright green ones, but not the light orange ones that blink? And then there's the ones that are red, and they have a line through them. And then we have to like, what do you do? Like, what is the like? Uh, you know, what I uh, what I like to do. So for marketing, we have standard operating procedures. It's like open, you know, email file. You know, like comprise X number of affiliate offers. Comprise X amount. Like I'm really good at broadcast email and and you know making dollars with those. But I don't have an SOP, a standard operating procedure, where, hey, it's Monday. Somebody opts into Securi on 40 freaking websites, and all the bright green things, they do these stuff, and then anything that's red that they can't make go away, they submit to this guy, and then he has to fix Like, I don't have that. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a cool plugin, whiz bang, whiz bang, but it seems like it's going to take me as long to learn Securi, I mean, at least intuitively, right? I've learned so many of these things, like Optimize Press and InstaBuilder and um, Infusionsoft Marketo, so many different software. It's like, it's one of 50 things I need to learn. It doesn't seem like the biggest thing for Rev. What's the SOP? So for me, security-wise, man, it was it was always tough to find what that regimen is. And hopefully somebody will have a link. But you know, besides the heavy hosting and then focusing on what makes the dollars, man, you know, never turn into a system really. Right. One of the things that um, that I'm I'm always looking to because I've I'm in the sort of the internet marketing space or that's sort of where I came up at least in the podcasting world listening to people listening to how they ran their businesses things like that I'm always interested to figure out how folks 
can work with other internet marketers. So if somebody's listening to you to this podcast right now and they're thinking, boy, I got this great thing for Dan, or I, I can approach Dan with this, what would it be in that WordPress developer or consultant that would sort of make you say, you know what, you're right, I'm going to work with you? Would it be them coming in and just you know being uh, a consultant and giving you a a regimented plan? Would it be like an audit? What do you think it would be to kind of tip the scale yeah, I mean, to hire know, somebody? Security-wise, in terms of hiring somebody, I think it'd be, you know, and again, this is just fodder for, you know, and I'm, I'm down to pay people. I'm definitely not a, you know, I'm, I'm always paying somebody for, oh, every month there's some, you know, 40 sites, somebody's building this, somebody's building this. So it's, you know, not against that. Um, but in terms of security, what I would pull out a card for, yeah, sure. I mean, I think it might be, you know, hey, here's here's your sites. Here's some aggregate way to monitor them. Here's some way to figure out what's down and when. Here's like maybe maybe a dashboard of what ones need to be updated, and then maybe some kind of an Odesker checklist. And maybe they have their stable of Odeskers that are really good at this. Um, and hey, you know, if you pay me X, I'll have my Odesker go through all this, and they'll send you a report every week. And at the same time, um, we'll also notify you of bigger, you know, potential concerns and 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 yada yada yada. Um, you know, so I don't know if it's Odesk, and maybe it could be another tool or what have you, but um, some kind of here's how to look at all your sites. You're 40 of them, so that some kid getting paid 15 bucks an hour ain't logging into each one of them on Monday and taking up a whole day and burning 100 bills because that ain't happening, man. I got to send emails and make dollars. Period. Right. Um. So so uh so you know so something something along those lines of monitoring and and uh you know engaging of you know what's down, what's infested, what's this and that, and then. What's being updated? If there was a, you know, again, if there was a dashboard to log into, and if it was a once a weekable thing, and somebody was notifying me, I'd be willing to pay every month for that eight days a week. There you go, everybody. I mean, if 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 I haven't done anything for you, it's just I've created a new job. Uh, so somebody get in touch uh, with Dan and reach out to him, and maybe you have a solution for this. Yeah, yeah. Somebody, somebody, hit me up. All right, I'll pay you for crying out loud. I need. This. I want to. I want to talk about that real quick because yeah. uh, you mentioned Odesk. Is that your primary source, and what's your what's your no. uh, uh, you know luck with that with using no. that platform? So, as an entrepreneur, um, I've I've used a lot of these different sites. Again, as a non-technical guy, as a marketing and sales guy here, messing around on the old Netscape. You know, I need people to do the techie stuff. So, um, Odesk is nice. You know, you know we've used, and it, this is for little knickknack uh, shebangs, but. Um, little WordPress problems such as you know certain images aren't loading or uh, fonts are funky or something's unaligned. There's people on Fiverr you can pay five bucks for a WordPress fix or something, and I've had like 95% success rates with little knickknack things. And then say, hey, tell me what's wrong and tell me how to prevent it. Oh well, you know you have this plugin from like 1996, and honestly, it looks like you're not even using it, but it's preventing all these blah 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 and there's some CSS okay cool delete the thing and then you know figure that out so Fiverr actually has been very helpful for the knickknack little plug away stuff that's not project level I'm not hiring a freaking consultancy in Boston to do that work I'm hiring some guy in Uzbekistan that can speak enough English to get it and and who, who can who can fix a little WordPress problem and there's a lot of those guys with 400 five-star reviews Mm -hmm. And it, you really, you know, and, and they actually do a good job. So Fiverr actually is frequented relatively often when we come up with knickknack problems that seem to be something we can't just figure out through combing plugins and combing settings. Like, ah, pop it to Fiverr. And those guys actually normally do a, a, quite a good job. Issue is we have to change our passwords all the time because we get a little paranoid because you have 40 websites. Somebody gets into one of them, you're in trouble. So, um, and, you know, that would be the security dashboard coming really handy. So Fiverr's been handy for that kind of work. Now, for slightly bigger 
projects, like, um, you know, we have a guy that does CSS for membership sites and other things like that. That is Odesk. O Odesk is often where we'll find those folks. And a lot of the time, you know, we'll do interviews. We have someone else on, on um, uh, support, email support from Odesk. And, uh, you know, I like the screenshots. I like the screenshots. Uh, it makes me feel, feel a little bit better. And then uh, also... Um, we'll often interview them on Skype if it's going to be a longer-term project. We'll like connect with them. We'll talk to them on a weekly. We'll make it a real thing. So it's not just some kind of skulky man, and we're right. like a random business. Right. So I think that there is that risk with Odesk, but yes, I frequent them often. And then yeah. for slightly more advanced projects, like let's say having something custom-coded or what have you, then I'll, I'll check out the Elances of the world. But normally it goes Fiverr, Odesk, Elance for outsource type projects. Okay, for those of you who haven't thrown your your uh, iPod across uh, the gym uh, after Daniel recommended Fiverr, we'll continue on and we will <laughs> talk about the sort of the elevated consultant and go to the Odesk and Elance because I am interested to to hear about your success rate with that. And for those that don't know, Odesk, when Dan mentioned the screenshots, it's actually screenshotting uh, their activity uh, in whatever browser or application they yeah, might be yeah, using. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that the person hiring them can kind of see that, and that is really cool. Well, let's talk about real quick the 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 barrier of communication with outsourcing to the Odesks, Odesks, and Elances of the world. Um, your uh, makes it sound like Elance, you're finding a, a higher quality uh, developer in, in that website. Is that true? Yeah, I think in general, right? If you're gonna, if I'm gonna look at the aggregate of the Elancers and the aggregate of the Odeskers, and I think. I think it's even sort of positioned that way. I mean, Odesk doesn't call themselves, you know, the scummy bucket of the, you know, and they're not necessarily, but um, I think Elance has some more sort of pristine stuff. There maybe more, there's agencies all over the United States that have, you know, $200 an hour Odeskable, I mean, uh, Elanceable things, while Odesk wouldn't necessarily be a fit for them. So if we're looking for something a little bit more pristine, uh, maybe just, very, very refined graphics, and we're just willing to pay, and we just want to find a guy who's a, a total killer, um, then sometimes we'll, we'll hit up Elance. So the way that my mind references, again, maybe this is useful for the people that sell these kind of services, the way my mind references Elance is slightly more advanced. I like to see resumes. I like to see um, reviews, and um, I'm willing, when I'm willing to pay for a little bit more, I'll, I'll usually go to them. Odesk is sort of lower lower level task, at least in my opinion. Here's why I think this is important for the listeners because, if again, if you're somebody who's just starting out or maybe you're just partnering with somebody else to grow your virtual agency or digital agency, whatever, these are places that you can, that, of course, we all say, no, 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 you don't want to do that. You want to raise your rates. You want to sell on value. You want to sell a project. You want to sell your hours. Uh, you want to charge $150 an hour, not $25 an hour. These are all great starting places to pay the bills, right? So when you're just starting out as a freelancer and designer developer, these are great places you can jump into to get hired. If you've never done customer interaction before or customer sales or support, these are great places for you to join in the interim and have a six-month to a year plan to elevate yourself or just continue on that path. You could find great results like Dan was saying in Elance. And charging a higher rate, right? And just becoming the premium five-star rated person in the U.S., you know, charging 125 an hour, and you're getting most of your traffic through this site. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, so definitely check these places out, and you'll be able to find other businesses, uh, you know, that are looking to hire you. And it's a great learning place to learn. Let's flip the script a little bit and now start talking about the marketing side and, and how you're driving traffic yeah. uh, to your existing sites. 
a lot of the folks listening to this are either launching sort of their own digital product in the WordPress space, be it some kind of training uh, in WordPress yep. or a plugin or a theme. Uh, what's the number one thing that these folks should be doing in today's heavily uh, marketed digital marketing world with so much noise? How are they going to break that barrier? Yeah, the, you know, and, and this is something I'll often find. I'm here in Cambridge now because I'm really working in more of the startup space, and ultimately I'm here to invest, and I'm, I'm looking to kind of uh, transcend a lot of previous business activity and get into more things like that. But I'm working with more folks who are working like tech guys, right, not not so much marketers. So I find that folks that are building themes, your average theme guy, simply because of the environment he's in, often has a little bit more of a if-you-build-it-they-will-come mindset than an internet marketer who maybe has sloppy code skills but at least gets that he's got to get dirty and sell a human in order to eat food. So I find a lot of the time your WordPressy theme guys are the eat what you kill, you know, or you know, um uh, or or just cross your fingers that two months of building this thing and burning savings is gonna make, you know, some amazing explosion happen. I think that a lot of the time that's just, you know, utter and utter insanity. Um and, and a lot of the time it's it's like the the tech sort of uh, like nuance focus that really takes away from from the focus on marketing. So for me, in terms of what would matter there uh, for folks, you know, if if you know, I'll, I'll tell you some of the things that I'm doing, Matt, and maybe some of the theme folks can pull from something similar. So um, number one, when you can find a profitable paid channel, you can make it work uh, all day long. And there's folks in the theme space and the plugin space that are certainly doing that. So in other words, if you can have an opt-in page for a free blank, um, which will lead succinctly to the sale of blank, blank, or blank, or all of the above, or a monthly program such as what you have, Matt, or what I have in many different niches. Um, if you can find a way to spend a dollar and make a buck fifty, that's great. The thing is, though, you actually need an email sequence that actually sells, and you need sales pages that really convert. You actually need to test all those things. So we're burning a lot of pay-per-click money to make a lot of money at the back end, but that involves real marketing skills. So building a, a solid and succinct funnel makes you independent of SEO, independent of a lot of these factors. You can just buy traffic and, and make dollars. Means you need a good email funnel, means you need solid sales pages, and means you need to test. Number two, uh, in terms of driving traffic, uh, one of the things that we did early on was finding ways to um, do joint ventures and, and partnerships. So let me give you a cool example here, Matt, and I think hopefully some of the theme folks can really t tune into this, is in the martial arts space, I started off with, you know, a couple hundred person list, really, really small. Um, but what I did, what I did to get people with big lists and big followings to promote my stuff was in addition to coming up with an affiliate program where they would get a really thick cut of whatever they sold, um, I, I, I wrote really good content to put on a number of different sites. So I became sort of, and this was, you know, scrapping. This is not, you know, Dan, you know, in his Beamer with the laptop up, you know, like, oh man, now that I've made it, I can take the time to write. This is me <laughs> After an 80-hour work week in my physical martial arts gym, pounding out articles, just, you know, doing the deed, right? Doing the deed. So um, wrote the articles, became sort of a trusted writer of good content in a number of different sites. Now, what I did then, literally anybody can do this in literally any niche, and I've taught people and told people to do this in niches from, you know, make beer in your basement to teach jazz piano to you freaking name it. Um, and themes is no exception. So you're, you become an authoritative writer. You have a login on these sites, and you're a regular contributor on these sites. You do the interview thing, Matt, so you're familiar with this. You interview an expert. You interview you interview an expert who you know for a doggone fact is a massive following. You write about that guy on, let's say, your site, but you say, hey, you know, Billy, uh, you know, as a sidebar here, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped to have this up on the site and on our podcast and whatever else. You know, I'm, you know, in addition to all this, I mean, I'm, I'm super busy in this space, so I'm also writing for, you know, whatever it is, right, all, all these 
app and theme sites. There's oodles of them, and the people love this stuff. Um, so, uh, so you know, I also write for blank, 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 and this print magazine, and 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 I know that you're really working on and promoting blank these days. And shucks, I mean, I could take these insights, work in that product I know is really important to you, or this event that's coming up that I know is really important to you, and I can get this thing on half a dozen websites like within next week, no problem. Um, and I think that would be some killer. Uh, and, and to be frank, I'm willing to put in the time, Billy. I, I'm new to this game, but I mean, man, if we could work something out back and forth, even if it's a you know a couple emails and some Facebook message over the month, I would put in the grind hours. Is that is it? You know, would that be cool? Now, if you build, if you did 45 minutes of you know rapport building, talking, who's going to say no unless you're an idiot? I mean, right. honestly, <laughs> you, you you don't know. I'm not playing games though. You'd have to be an idiot. Um, yeah. You'd have to literally be an untactful, unsophisticated. You'd have to be a. You'd have to just be. You'd have to be dumb. You'd be inept. Um, yeah. So if you're not inept, then you can get some kind of a joint venture arrangement. And then honestly, those big pumps from JVs just for blog features was what took us from zero to you know twenty thousand people on our email list in eight months or so. Um, and anybody in any space can hypothetically do that. So a JV pumps to fill your initial list rather than kind of crossing your fingers for SEO is, uh, in my opinion, the quickest conduit to a big, big list and a big, big following that you can then promote your themes, your content, your apps, whatever it is to, over and over and over. So I highly recommend that. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of takeaway from that. And, uh, you know, some of the things that have been on my mind recently is I've, I've heard a few... I won't mention names, but those who follow will kind of figure it out uh, anyway. Uh, there's been a lot of um, chatter amongst other WordPress shops who are either or theme shops, uh, either selling off and just saying, I'm done with this, I don't want to do it anymore, uh, or others who are scaling back and saying the game, the theme game is changing and uh, you know it's not the same market, it's much harder, it's saturated, so on and so forth. And I was reading a particular article from a founder who scaled back his team from six uh, people to now two and a half or something like that. You know, saying that, look, if you're not marketing uh, enough, uh, you're not going to sell. If you're not reinvesting in products every 30 days, you're not going to sell. If you're not doing something and, and reinventing your older products and kind of refreshing them, uh, you're not going to sell. And I read that article and I said, well, this isn't anything new. This is business as usual to me. Right, I mean the the the, the current growing up in the car industry and seeing a Chevy Silverado change, you know, every three years and reinvest and rebuild. It's this is common. If you're not marketing, of course you're not going to sell. So when you're in that up and to the right curve of success and you're just sitting back taking in the money, you should just realize that something's going to burst at some point, <laughs> and there's going to be more competition. Things are going to change if you don't take that opportunity to reinvest uh, and iterate uh, and innovate. You, of course, you're going to realize that you have to scale back. It's common. Um, so that is awesome advice. Yeah. Let's let's talk about um, and we started to talk about it earlier, but let's talk about it a little bit more uh, on now that you've got all these um, uh, marketing channels firing off email landing pages. Uh, what else? What other technologies are you tapping into, especially for uh, the clvboost.com? Are you using uh, Mailchimp, Aweber, or building your own platform? What technologies do you use there? Totally. So, really, what what I what I tend to uh, really focus on. So, what what we've built the martial arts business from you know zero to forty plus a month uh, doing, and what I've built the consultancy off of is really marketing automation, and email marketing. Being able to set up systems and automated systems to be able to sell products. So a lot of uh, folks are are uh, again email is email is treated as unimportant sometimes because it's free, especially if you have Mailchimp and a free account. But email can be a massively high ROI 
uh, tool for literally anybody out there. So in terms of tools, I happen to prefer Infusionsoft. Rather expensive for your average knick-knack freelance guy who like, you know, just out of his mom's basement. Um, but AWeber will cut the mustard, get responsible, cut the mustard. I, I, I think MailChimp is actually perfectly fine. The reason I don't like it for newbies is because support is very difficult because it's only through chat. So I actually recommend going with GetResponse initially for most newbies. I think it's all the same functionality, but I think you need, you know, the way I've learned every tech, I don't know about you, Matt. I mean, I don't. maybe you have the genes, right? Like I didn't have the genes, right? So I have to call humans and be like, hey, I'm on, I'm on this page. Um, so, so how do I make this happen automatically again? Oh, no, 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 don't explain it. I'm going to, I'm going to the next one. Okay. So now, now what do I do on this page? And then I do that 50 times. Now, unless, unless, unless you can do that, I, I don't think you can really learn software, period. So, um, so you know, I recommend GetResponse, not MailChimp. It was a small recommendation. I'm nothing against MailChimp. They're nice. But um, automated sequences for anybody who's selling, let's say, your average folks out there, Matt, I know you have freelancers who do kind of project-level jobs. Is it mostly theme folks? I want to make sure I'm using the example that's helpful for everyone. So it's a, it's a healthy mix. It's, it's either freelancers who are doing the development and design, small yeah. agency owners, yeah. um, uh, also hiring people uh, to, to do this stuff too. Okay. So check this out, small agency owners. So actually, this is really big. So um, service-based folks uh, leveraging marketing automation is massively useful. So we're actually revamping the entirety of the automation on clvboost.com. People can see sort of the basics of it. There's a white paper. We have a little bit of a sequence there. Um, but uh, but the serv service-based folks, you know, there's, I'm going to give you an example of a consultancy. It was actually in a different space. This is a crowdfunding space. But this is an example for everyone out there doing design development, whatever. And they realized that their buyers basically fell into three categories. They had content creators, entrepreneurs, and marketing agencies. And, and they realized that any of their buyers fit one of those buckets. So any design person out there, you, to, you know, if I said, what are your buckets? You could probably bucket your humans into different buckets. Let's say three. We want to keep it reasonable. You could be like, well, I have tall people. I have, you know, no, 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 no. Let's put them in three buckets of categories that are meaningful for the type of communication they receive. So understand this real quick, Matt. The marketing agency needs to be sold differently to get on the phone to start paying you than the entrepreneur, than the content creator. The marketing agency wants you to talk about how you're this white hat solution and they can pay you and look like the star when you're doing the film work for this, um, for this, uh, you know, for this uh, crowdfunding project. The entrepreneur wants to know you can take their product and make money. You can blow this thing up. Their invention, their hard work, their grind. You, you talk sweat and dirt with them and you talk making money with them and that's what's going to convert them. That's what's going to get them on the phone. So agency people need need uh, like newsletter subscriber to phone, and that's a way you talk to those people. For the content creators, they want to see their baby sort of take off. They want this dream and vision to be. So these people actually have very different buy buttons on their chest. And if you want to push those buy buttons, it's very difficult to start cold calling out to all the content YouTube creators of the world. But if you have a newsletter, you have an ebook, you have a white paper, and you can segment on the front end as to, you know, why are they here? You know, who, who, who are you? You know, what, what are you interested in? Oh, I'm a marketing agency. Oh, I'm a this, oh, I'm a that. Then you have a six or 12 email sequence that has success stories of only entrepreneurs, and that's going to the entrepreneurs they buy. Or they, they at least get on the phone with you. If it's all content creators talking about vision and all oh, they made this product was beautiful and use words like, you know, again, like vision and dreams, like the content creators, they like that. That's what gets them to the telephone. So their autoresponder sequence um, works that way. So if you're a small agency and you can fit everybody in the individual bucket, if you have a white paper, let them tell you who they are. Let them tell you what they care about and then let them sub-select themselves into those categories. So if you have follow-up, instead of just dumping them into a newsletter, cool, we'll just dump that vanilla newsletter on them on the first of the month. No, 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 no. Let's, let's take them through a 12 or 6 email sequence that converts them to the telephone. So small agencies, marketing automation, 
highly, highly useful tool. We use it literally every week with no exceptions here at CLD Boost. That's We're amazing. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing advice, and it sort of piggybacks off of what you're saying before. A lot of these, um, sort of, there's the agencies, and the agencies are, you know, probably primarily focused on um, how to find these new clients, and and you hit upon that. But I want to go back to the the plugins and theme developers. Totally. Definitely have that. Uh, if they build it, they will come mentality. They have it all day. Right. If they're not looking at it like. Uh, who are my clients? Profile my clients. Um, you know, putting them into buckets, marketing to them. Is this the right solution for them? Um, and putting them into that that path. Uh, you know, they 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 will be writing a, a blog post in a year saying that they're pulling out of the theme business. Totally. Um, obviously, you uh, are the the number one uh, uh, email marketing uh, consultancy in the world. Who are you looking to go after? Uh, who is your competition? I know locally, we're both. Um, um, in the Boston area, HubSpot. I run into HubSpot all the time. Is that a competitor to you? Not at all. Not at all. Who is your competitor? Who are you going after? Yeah. So HubSpot, I don't think it's really a competitor because HubSpot. So here's how HubSpot works. So HubSpot makes the software. We are software agnostic, and we just talk about how to make dollars with the software. So we're a strategic email marketing consultants. They'll say, "Right, hey, you're paying for constant contact every month. That's that's fantastic. Um, let's focus on you know human human opts in." How many dollars come out? What's the 60-day customer lifetime value? Our, our value property, CLV Boost, the name of the consultancy, so you can tell we focus on customer lifetime value. Per human who opts in, what is the money that hits the bank account? Now, your marketing automation is the black box. They enter one end and they come out the other. Um, what is happening in here, automated, no thinking, no working, that can be constructed, that can be uh, kind of built in an architecture-type way, whether it's in HubSpot, Marketo, Infusionsoft, Constant, I don't care what software you have, um, so that money comes out the other end. It, HubSpot does not get paid off of how much money you get paid through HubSpot's uh, platform. HubSpot has a guy who does one of the, you ever seen like the Jersey fist pump? So HubSpot has a guy that does a fist pump every month when you pay every month. They go like, yes. And he's usually a sales guy because that's committing. He's like, yes. Yes. They don't, they don't say yes when you actually make money. Now, that's not saying HubSpot doesn't care. That's not saying I don't have respect for HubSpot. I have respect for them. I think they do care. I think they're an exemplary and fantastic company. But they're not in the business of, hey, our whole value prop is making you more money with the software. They're in the business of we need to sell you the software and then by golly, we got to sell more. So we say, hey, now that you're paying for HubSpot every month, we should really be structuring a front end that maximally, that maximally converts people. So we work with people in the app space. So we're talking about themes and apps. So people in the app space, where it's really all about retention, getting them back engaged with the product out of freemium mode and into premium mode. So um, you know, how do we get them re-engaged? Do we say, oh, well, we put them into freemium, so they'll totally visit it once a week, and then eventually they'll convert. Uh, I think we need a sequence that dumps them, dumps them, dumps them back into the deal and shows them the functionality. And we have video testimonials, and we have walkthroughs and all that stuff, and we can split test different sequences to make sure they enter, 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 enter to the point where we can get them from freemium to premium. So there's, we work with businesses that need that. They're like, conversion from premium to premium is like the number one conduit to their bank account and them feeding their kids. So that's one thing that we'll do. Folks in the, in the agency and consultancy world, it's you know newsletter or white paper to um, getting them on the phone because on the phone is where we're ultimately going to sell them. So, okay, well, what's the percentage of the people we're getting on the phone now? Uh, what's our... What's our uh, our conversion rate from the homepage to opt-in. So we focus on the strategic level of how to use the software. So HubSpot for us is not competition. They're one of the great tools that we help folks use to, you know, make sure that they make those bucks. But we're we're results driven, if you understand. We're not, you know, selling an actual software thing. 
That's awesome. I already feel like a millionaire and I uh, haven't even launched anything yet after this, <laughs> this conversation. I got two questions because we're running out of time. Okay. What can WordPress do better for you and your business? No questions asked, Matt, for me, making security simpler for a non-technical person. I mean, I don't know what else to say. I mean, WordPress, like, you know, where's the dashboard? I have 50 sites, 50 WordPress. Give me a dashboard. What is down right now? I don't like it when I find out during a launch, you know, I've been dumping pay-per-click to this page for X amount of time, you know, and now all of a sudden, wait, what happened? To oh, my, what, what? You know, like, that happens so often when you have 50 pages and we have different hosting accounts and all that. Um, unifying and understanding and visualizing security and then managing it properly, whether it's recommendations for who can fix it, whether it's a plugin or some sort of an update that actually does the job of security, I, I don't know. Um, I, all I know is the biggest ongoing struggle week to week for us is managing the security on all those pages. I think WordPress could and should and somehow must uh, make security easier to manage for people that own more than one darn website. Have you had a, a security issue or, down, or an outage uh, recently? Um, yes, yes. We had one of our, our martial arts websites that went down not all that long ago, and honestly, um, we've had a number of sites go down on all separate different occasions, and it's it's you know it's it's always a a crazy wild struggle. But yeah, I mean, it was literally a week and a half ago we had one of our one of our major martial arts membership sites tank all the way out. Had to yeah. get it fixed. It, long process. Last question: What's the one step uh, forward that a freelancer or a small agency can take? Uh, not to marketing as a whole because that's a huge thing and it's, a, it's usually just, just get started, just start doing it. No, it's, uh, I want to talk about what's the one step they can do to start putting their first bucket together. To first yeah. understanding that first vertical or bucket of, of clients. What can they do to start that today? Got it. One thing, Matt, that for me is really important is um, that they at least have a, 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 a CRM of some kind and some way to manage the send of email and that they have some way to re-engage past clients. So you're talking to a lot of agency folks. A lot of the time, this is eat what you kill. The benefit here is if you have a, you know, it, let's not even talk about the segments of the bucket. Let's talk about categories like, let's say, prospect, current, and then past customer. I don't even, like, maybe I don't know their age. I don't even know what industry they're in. But if I know they paid me once, there needs to be a tailored way and a specific way of talking to them, which is sort of a re-upping and re-engaging methodology because when you when you're three years deep in your consultancy you should not be in eat what you kill mode anymore you should be farming you should have a big pond with a bunch of ducks in it you should just be able to go out and then <laughs> however many ducks you want and then you take them home you shouldn't be out hunting with your dog anymore so the idea for agency owners and we're in this game in CLV boost and a number of the folks that are in the service business keep a CRM and if you have a newsletter have a prospect version, have a past customer version. All the people that click the offer in the past customer version, call them right up. Hey, hey, Bill, you know, it's been six months. Man, I saw you saw the video that we recently did on uh, you know, on, on creating pop-ups or whatever. Have us everything going with blah 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 URL. You know, and re-engage, re-engage, re-engage constantly. So if you're gonna do any bucketing, never mind your industry, let's talk to your the people who paid you money before and let's keep great relationships. Because an agency, as you know, Matt, it's really a relationship business. And if you have a CRM and email marketing that can tailor to that, then you have that duck pond you can always go back and hunt to. And in terms of raw survival, I think that's an important tip for any agency out there. Yeah, I think it is absolutely the most important because you uh, fought and, and, and battled to get uh, those clients and, and have them trust in you uh, to, to pay you some dollars. And uh, two, three, four years out, you should be reaching back to them to see what else they need, uh, what else you can do to help them out. So that's awesome advice. No more spear. No more spear. <laughs> that's correct. Hey, we're running out of time, but do you have time for the lightning round? 
Lightning round, sure, Matt. All right, let's do it. I like lightning rounds. All right, we're going to skip right to the lightning round. I'll ask you a series of quick questions, and you'll have a series of quick answers. Oh, right. uh, what's the one plugin you cannot live without? Oh, goodness gracious. Uh, I, I have a... Uh, man, we got to go fast on this one. Oh, InstaBuilder. InstaBuilder. Okay. Uh, what's a favorite WordPress or business book? Business book... Uh, you know, I like Lean Startup, to be honest with you. I hate to be a fanboy, but I am. <laughs> That's okay. What's a quote that you live or run your business by? Know thyself. What's the best business or career advice that you ever received from someone? Know thyself. Uh, what's the longest a client project or a project in general uh, has taken for you? Eight months. If you had to switch to another CMS what would or uh, off of WordPress, what would it be? I would cry myself to sleep at night. <laughs> That's, now, now the fans rejoice and they say, we like Dan. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, who should I interview next? Oh, man. Oh, I, 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 like, I like a lot of the, the internet marketer -y type folks. I, I don't know if you've had the Yoast guy on, though. Um, I'm yeah, I'm honestly, you know, in terms of a guy that's well-known in terms of this whole plug-in space and whatever else, I think he'd be a really interesting guy. And in terms of helping your average audience, sorry, I'm going more than a blitz answer, but I think he'd be fun. Awesome. Yeah, I'm going to try to reach out to him. Well, Dan, look, this, it's been an amazing interview. you got tons of awesome advice, um, you know, just, just joshing with you about sort of uh, uh, the quick ways of getting a WordPress site up, but I think uh, the value that you brought to the table for helping us build a, uh, a better business and to be smart about what we've done up to this point is just phenomenal. Uh, where can folks find you on the web to say thanks? Yeah, totally. Uh, CLVBoost.com. So we talked a lot of fancy email marketing stuff. We have a pretty basic rundown of plug-and-play stuff people could use for marketing automation, email marketing, right on the site that's kind of downloadable. Or if you just want to ask questions, you can find me there too. So CLV stands for Customer Lifetime Value, clvboost.com, that's it. And hey, if you got something, some kind of security consulting business, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> reach out to Dan, uh, let him know uh, what's up and how you can help solve uh, his issues with managing, uh, you know, 40, 50 plus websites at a time. Everybody else, uh, mariport.com slash subscribe, join the mailing list. Uh, and hey, if you're interested to learn how other entrepreneurs are building their business, mariport.com slash join. Get your biggest questions or biggest challenge questions answered in the forums. Until next time, everybody, thanks a lot.